Welcome to Pharma Talk Radio Podcasts. This podcast is focused on advancements in CAR-T for the treatment of glioblastoma from the 2022 Amino Oncology 360 Summit. For more information about the Amino Oncology 360 Summit, podcasts, editorial, and webinars, please visit io360summit.com. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. We saw greater endogenous T-cell reactivity to the patient's autologous tumor. So if you can see post-CAR T-cell treatment, we saw greater interferon gamma and greater um, tumor-dependent proliferation on the patient's own autologous tumor. So what we think is happening is this idea that there's an interplay between CAR T-cells and the host immune system that's um, sparked by the infusion of CAR T-cell redirected anti-tumor activity. And so um, the question for us was really why this patient then? If there, why was this patient able to engage host immunity? And one thing that stood out about this patient's tumor is that it was very inflamed. So those of you that know much about glioblastoma, glioblastomas are known to be immunological deserts, have very low immune infiltrates, and this patient had very high CD3, very high myeloid um, cell levels in the tumor pretreatment. And so we went on to qualitative score other treat, other patients on our trial for CD3 infiltrates. And as expected, the majority, about 80%, have very low CD3 infiltrates, which is typical of GBM. But a small percentage, about 20%, had either intermediate or high CD3 levels. And in fact, the two individuals that had the high CD3 levels, the one we published in New England Journal of Medicine, and one other patient that I'll tell you about today, both achieved a CR. So we then um, We then looked at survival, segregating based on high or intermediate, that pink and green, versus the blue population. And with this analysis, we actually do see a survival benefit. We're going back to look at if there's enrollment differences between this. This was not a randomized trial, but we look at a a very cursory level. Um, There doesn't seem to be major differences um, in prognostic indicators that would account for this. And so we're um, looking at this in more detail, but we do believe that baseline CD3 might have an impact in responsiveness to CAR-T cell therapy, which could be an important paradigm when we think about this for solid tumors. So let me just go through a few patients. This is our second patient that achieved a CR, had high levels of CD3. This individual had a grade 3 oligodendroglioma, but was recurring quite quickly at the time of third recurrence when we were treating, had recurred within three months. So underwent um, surgical resection, maximal surgical resection, infusion of CAR T cells. And I think... um, what was, uh, he remains alive today with no evidence of disease at 43 months post-CAR T-cell treatment, which is longer than his response to standard of care therapy. A second patient with recurrent GBM that had progressed post um, bevacizumab, which I said has a very poor survival of three to four months, had intermediate CD3 levels, again treated at third recurrence after maximal surgical resection, um, a, um, called stable disease because we didn't have any disease to observe. But what was very um, encouraging is that in this difficult setting, this um, this individual had a progression-free survival of 50 
15 months, again longer than initial response to standard of care therapy, and survived 34 months post-CAR T-cell therapy. So these individual patients and, and what we're seeing brought, you know, creates this idea that there's an interplay between the host immune system and CAR T-cell therapy. And so a talented um, senior scientist in my group, Daria Lizade, wanted to build models to look at this in detail. And I'm not going to be able to go through her study, um, but we just published it at the end of the last year in Cancer Discovery, but I'll just um, point out um, a few figures from the paper. So she built immunocompetent mouse models and could show single infusion of IL-13 receptor alpha-2 redirected CAR therapy could mediate survival in this mouse model. What surprised us and was in line with some of the clinical observations I just showed is that the survival in immunocompetent mice was superior to the survival in NSG mice. In fact, this was the opposite result that we expected. We were really starting these studies to look at the suppressive tumor microenvironment, which is also important. But this idea that having an intact immune system is important in, um, in this setting, I think is very important. So we challenged these surviving mice with now um, tumor that lacked the expression of IL-13 receptor alpha-2, lacked the expression of the CAR target, and again, after CAR T-cell treatment, could get um, immunity to these antigen-negative tumors. So I think it really brings up this idea as, you know, there's many hurdles to address when we're thinking about um, improving outcomes for patients with solid tumors. Um, but as we think about engineering these cells and what we can do to address tumor heterogeneity, this um, engagement of host immunity, I think, is really important. And this idea that um, CAR T cells, and this paper goes on to show the inflammatory cytokines produced by CAR T cells, and specifically interfering gamma, is important for remodeling the tumor immune landscape. And so just um, to summarize, I think what in this um, short talk, what you know, I hope to, to bring to your attention is that we can engineer CAR T cells, apply it in the setting of GBM, and we can target IL-13 receptor alpha-2 um, in GBM. And, and we're building on this with a chlorotoxin redirected CAR and a HER2 redirected CAR. This study was really focused on regional delivery. We see encouraging activity, but in only a subset of patients. So it really begs the question, how do we improve that for more patients? And this idea that we unexpectedly learned this interplay with host immunity. But there are challenges. Um, and very important challenges. And some that I would just like to highlight is just antigen escape and also the idea of how do we um, protect these cells in the hostile tumor microenvironment. And so I want to just finish by touching on an, a new um, project that my lab has been pursuing with a collaborator, John Williams, at City of Hope, to advance car designs in order to better regulate and expand their functionality. So what um, John Williams discovered was a specific peptide that bound into the, um, the fab arm of cetuximab, and those residues that um, generated that docking site could be grafted onto any antibody, and he terms this peptide metatope. And so this was very attractive because I thought, well, we could then target CAR T cells and specifically regulate and functionalize. So that's what we did in studies led by a graduate student, 
Jeff Poe in my lab. So he um, built a fab car so we could engineer this binding pocket for the metatope peptide. And what we've been building out are um, proof of concept experiments that we can regulate the persistence expansion, create bi and tri-targeted cars, remodel the tumor microenvironment, create a suicide switch, and even image these CAR T cells. And so the first thing he had to do was optimize that fab design. Most cars are SCFEs. And so we looked at different iterations, and so I'll just, um, in limited time, just let you know that by looking at expression, killing, um, what we really determined is that this fab, um, this with a 60 amino acid linker between the heavy and light chain actually gave good expression of the car. This car could bind the metatope peptide and be labeled and detected by FAB, by, um, by FACS, and that this peptide did not interfere with the killing ability of these CAR T cells. And so we can show that these FAB cars have potent anti-tumor activity or, that are equivalent to our SCFV cars. Um, and we can use this um, peptide to actually image these um, CAR T cells in situ or in the tumor after um, therapy. And so I don't have my pointer, but um, what you see is that the, um, in the red, the MECAR specifically bind the pink, the metatope, um, in the tumor microenvironment. So we're going on to look at how to functionalize these cells. Obviously, something that's very interesting to us is how do we regulate persistence and expansion? Um, we think this could have great utility when thinking about how to um, augment activity in the setting of solid tumors. And so um, we first did studies in vitro to look at can we selectively expand our CAR-engineered cells if with a metatope-peptide-fused uh, IL-15 sushi domain to the IL-15 cytokine? And the answer is yes. If you look at the input CAR T-cells, this happens to us a lot with manufacturing where you get a subset of cells that are CAR-positive. The input was 36% CAR-positive. If we expand those for five days on no cytokine IL-2, or an IL-15 sushi that does not contain the metatope peptide, you see we, re we retain about 36, 37% CAR positive cells. But just five days on the metatope peptide IL-15, almost all the cells in that product are CAR positive. This is a way we think from, from a manufacturing perspective to improve the, um, the homogeneity of the CAR product that's infused. We're also moving forward to look at um, um, the, uh, the potential of this um, platform for, to modulate in vivo um, expansion. And so what we can see when we administer the CAR T-cells IP and add the IL-15, we see um, greater persistence and a selective expansion and persistence of the CAR-positive cells. And this is re really uh, can be titrated. So at high levels, we get high levels of expansion. At low levels, we just see um, a persistence of the CAR-positive cells. With that, I'm going to skip my last two slides, but we've also turned this around into a universal CAR and shown clinical utility in an ovarian cancer model and building this out as well. And so in this last part, what I tried to show you is where I think one example of you know, what the field's thinking about of more advanced designs and control and regulation as we try to move towards really making an impact in solid tumors. And with that, I'll end and thank my group, um, funding, 
and patients and their families. Thank you for inviting me. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. For more information about the Amino Oncology 360 Summit, our editorial, podcasts, and webinars, please visit io360summit.com. Thank you.